All right. Good morning. Come on. You're going to have to do better than that. Good morning. morning. Better. All right. That song there was I Will Worship You by Matthew Ward. And as I was putting this message together, I stumbled across that and I thought it was so, so good. I wanted to share it uh, before I got to share the word this morning. And I thank uh, Trey for making all that happen. Uh, and speaking of Trey, it's good to see Trey and Laney back on the stage, isn't it? Uh, they look a little different. They're an old married couple now. Um, and I was going to tell Trey, I haven't yet, but he'll find out. Uh, when Christy and I got married, I was skinny and had a head full of hair. And so, you know, it's going to be fun to watch uh, their marriage play out right here on stage. So, all right. Well, this morning, you can see there that the message title is Remembering God Through Our Obedience. Uh, Remembering God Through Our Obedience. And the verses are going to come to us from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 19. And just to kind of set it up, the nation of Israel, uh, they are getting ready to go into the promised land. And Moses is seizing this opportunity to warn them, to remind them of the way they should be, okay? So uh, in verse 10, it says this, Moses said, When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he would give you, a land with large and beautiful cities that you did not build, uh, houses full of every good uh, thing that you did not fill them with, wells dug that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And when you eat and are satisfied, verse 12, Moses says, Be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Fear Yahweh your God and worship him and take your oaths in his name. Verse 14, Moses says, Do not follow other gods the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God. Otherwise, the Lord your God will become angry with you and wipe you off the face of the earth. Do not test the Lord. Also, carefully observe the commands of the Lord your God, the decrees and statutes uh, he has commanded you. Do what is right and good, in the Lord's sight, so that you may prosper, and so that you may enter and possess the good land the Lord your God swore to give your fathers by driving out all your enemies before you, as the Lord has said. Let's pause there and pray. Father, I thank you so much again for an opportunity to share your truth, your word today. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit fills this room. And I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit wells up within the believers that are here today. Father, we pray that this word uh, touches our heart, 
in a way that only you can touch our hearts. So, Father, we thank you for all things, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there in verse 12, Moses said, you know, the the nation of Israel, they are fixing to uh, inherit this land, uh, this promised land, and before they go in, uh, Moses tells them that they are to be careful. Uh, He says you need to be careful not to forget God. The one that is giving you this land. The one that's giving you this land that's uh, got big, large, and beautiful cities and houses filled with stuff that you did not fill it with. Uh, When you eat fruit of the vine and, and, and when you partake of all of this stuff that the land, this promised land, has for you, Moses says, be careful not to forget the one who gave it to you. Don't forget, Moses is saying, who brought you. I like to say it this way. Don't forget the one who saved you. And church, that right there is the message. That's how it ties into us. This is a good reminder for you and for me to remember the one who saved us. If you're here today and you can boldly profess with with your tongue that you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been saved by the blood of Christ, you know, you are no longer a slave to sin. And you've never had a point in your life where you've accepted Christ as Lord. Well, You're still a slave to those sins. For slaves to Egypt, we are, we have as humans, we are are slaves to sin unless we know Jesus. And then we should become a slave of Christ. So it's a good place for question this morning. What or who are you? A slave too. As Moses is reminding the nation of Israel, we too must be reminded that we must remember our God. We must remember our God who loves us so much that he sent his son to die upon a cross for us and the the sins that separate us from him. We must remember our Heavenly Father God who loves us so much. Verse 13, Moses says, Fear Yahweh your God and worship Him and take your oaths in His name. Fear Yahweh, fear God and worship Him. Now, I want you to understand something about that word fear there, where it says fear God. That doesn't mean that we are to be afraid of God. God does not want us to be afraid of Him. What that means there is that we are to have a reverence for Him. That we are to be in a constant awe 
of the Lord our God and what he has done for us in our lives. I'm telling you, we should be walking around just in absolute amazement every day of what God has done for you and for me. Moses is telling them to fear God and to worship Him. You know, another word to replace fear there is to revere, to have reverence for. And listen, that means to have a deep respect for or to admire or to hold in a high regard. And he says that we are to worship Him. And in Psalm 100 it says this, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that Yahweh is God. He made us, and we are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For Yahweh is good and his love eternal. His faithfulness endures through all generations. We come to church every Sunday. Sometimes on Wednesday night. You know, other nights of the week. And, and listen, we come to church to worship God. If you're coming to church for any other reason than to, to bring glory and honor unto your heavenly Father, then you need to quit coming because you're coming for the wrong reason. It's all about God. Moses is reminding the nation of Israel, when you inherit all of this wonderful stuff in this land, don't you forget God. And church, you and I need to hear it today. As we live our lives in this 2023 messed up world, uh, don't forget God. Don't forget what he's doing in your life. It's so easy to, to get caught up in the world and have these, oh, woe is me moments, and we forget all about Him. We are to be turning to Him, not away. That song at the beginning here, I will worship you, I want to quote the lyrics again real quick. It's just so good. It's got so much wonderful truth in it. And it says this, my God is faithful. My God is truthful. My God is boundless in all that He is. My God is wisdom. My God is righteous. My God is vision for all who seek. So I will worship you in beauty of holiness. And, and I will worship you for the things you've done in me. I love that line. What's God done for you? How's God been working in your life? Come on now. You should have a mile-long list of what God has done. Uh, so I will worship you for the things you've done in me. And when my life's complete, 
I'll place my crown at your feet. And I will worship you on bended knee. My God is power. My God is glory. My God is ruler over all that is. My God is timeless. My God is justice. My God is mercy to the oppressed. His name is love. His voice is thunder. His heart is tender. His hand is strong. So I will worship you, God, in beauty of holiness. And I will worship you, God, for the things you've done in me. And when my life's complete, I'll place my crown at your feet. And I will worship you on bended knee. How do you think about God? You know, do you think about worshiping Him all the time? All day long? Even when you're at work? Or whatever it is you may be doing, working out in the yard, raking the leaves, cleaning out the gutters. God is worthy of our worship, amen? And he certainly deserves it. In verse 14, Moses warned the nation of Israel, uh, do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. Verse 15, for the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God. Listen, there's all kinds of deceivers out there. There's all kinds of, of false teachings out there. God, there is only one true God. And we are not to worship anyone, anything, but our Heavenly Father God. Why? Because the Lord your God is a jealous God. Brother Dwayne says it all the time. Whatever you spend the majority of your time with can become a God in your life, can, can take the place of God. He talks about uh, uh, jobs sometimes taking the place of God, uh, trying to, to earn uh, uh, money, the dollar takes the place of God. Uh, he talks about the sports God all the time and how it takes people away from church and away from worshiping God. We are to have no other God. We are to bow down to nothing else. Nothing is to take the place of God in your life. Verse 17. Moses says, Carefully observe the commands of the Lord your God and the decrees and statutes that he has commanded you. If you'll turn back in your Bible one page to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 6 through 21, you have the list of the Ten Commands. Moses says, when you get into that promised land, you need to remember the commands of God. And church, you and I, we need to hear it today. We have forgotten the commands in our nation. We have forgotten the commands in our world. It's very clear. 
The first command is this, that thou shalt have no other God besides me. The second, do not make an idol for yourself in the shape of anything in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. You must not bow down to them or worship them because I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Think of all the other religions that have little statues and things that they kneel down and they bow down to. I'm telling you, it's all false. It's a lie. You, you only have one God, one creator of all things. There should be no other God. There should be no idol. The third command, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Because the Lord will not leave anyone unpunished who misuses his name. Turn on the TV, turn on the radio, look at your phone, check out your Facebook. There, people are misusing God's name like crazy. The fourth command, be careful to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. You are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord. I told him in the first service I can remember when my grandmother would go get gas on Saturday because there wasn't anything open on Sunday. We're turning away from God. We have been consistently And then we scratch our heads and we wonder why things are the way they are. Well, it's because we're not applying the commands of God. It's because we're not applying the Word of God. The fifth command is honor your father and your mother. Sixth, do not murder. Seventh, do not commit adultery. Eighth, do not steal. Ninth, do not give dishonest testimony. Do not lie. And the tenth is do not covet or lust after your neighbor's wife or desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male or female slave, his ox, donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Church, listen, there's, it's no surprise to me that the first four commands are all about God. The first four commands are all about God because God wants to be number one in our lives. Amen. Nothing, and I mean nothing, should come before God. Not your husband, not your wife. Not your children, and Brent, and Tracy, not even that new grandbaby should come first. But rather, we should be in constant awe of God. And what he has been doing in our lives. And how he has created that new life in your family. And how he's creating a new life in ours. God is worthy of our praise.
nothing should come before God. He says there, Moses says in verse 17 and 18, he says, Moses says, be careful or be obedient. Honoring God through obedience now. Be careful or be obedient to follow God's commands. In verse 18, do what is right and good in the Lord's sight. Why? It says it right there. So that you may prosper. So that you may prosper. And that word prosper means this, to thrive. So you may thrive. Uh, or how about this one? Improve. God wants nothing but improvement for you and for me. Do you understand that? Every day of your life, God wants to see improvement. We are to be coming more and more like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So every day as a Christian, as a Christ follower, we should be coming more and more, we should be looking more and more like Jesus. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that you may prosper. And I love this. We can say it this way. So that you may do well. You know, I, I don't have any doubt that Brother Brent and Tracy are going to teach that new baby everything they possibly can about God. And what will happen in that baby's life is she will do well. If she grows up to respect God and His Word, if she grows up to apply the commands of God to her life, she will do well. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the NIV version, I like it because of one word. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. You believe that? You believe God's got a good plan for you? God wants nothing but improvement for you in your life? I sure hope you believe it. Just like God had a plan for the, the nation of Israel, He has a plan for you and for me. And it's a good plan. It's one to bring good in our life. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 24, Moses says this, The Lord commands us to follow all these statutes and fear the Lord our God for our prosperity always and for our preservation as it is today. So, in other words, Moses is reminding the nation of Israel, and we're being reminded this morning through the Word of God, uh, to not forget who it is who loved them, loves us, uh, to not forget who it is who saved them, saves us. And he reminds them to worship God and to keep His commands, and by doing so, things will be good. For you. 
Now, I want you to understand something. That doesn't mean life will be all wonderful and good. Uh, that there will be no suffering or heartache. That's not what that means there. What it means is you will be in a right relationship with God. And church, we should desire that. We should desire to be tight with the creator of the universe. We should desire to be as close to our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ We want a right relationship with God. And by being in His Word and obeying His commands and applying it to our lives, we will find ourselves uh, getting into a better relationship with God. We are to love God with all that we are. I just know that Moses was telling the nation of Israel, when you get into that promised land, don't you forget God. You give God the glory for everything that you experience. Don't forget to praise Him constantly, not just on the Sabbath, We are to love God with everything we are. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, it says this, known as the greatest command. Listen, Israel. Listen, church. The Lord, our God, the Lord is what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Not a part of it. With all your soul with every bit of you and with all your strength. That's how you're supposed to love God. You're supposed to give Him everything you got. So, that's Old Testament teaching about the commands. What's Jesus say in the New Testament? In John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21, he says, Jesus speaking, our Savior, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. Verse 19, in a little while the world will see me no longer, but you will see me because I live. You will live too. 
In that day you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. And here it is, verse 21. Jesus says, The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Well, we know Jesus to be what? Fully God and fully man. So when he says, if you love me, you will keep my commands, uh, the big ten apply. And then we have some more that he's added to it. And one of the best uh, known is the new command I give you, Jesus says, in uh, John 13, 34. That you, what? Love one another. In the same way he's loved us, sacrificial, unconditional. Jesus says, if you love me, you're going to keep my commands. And the one who keeps them is the one who loves me. Well, in Luke chapter 6, verse uh, 46 through 49, Jesus says this. And this one kind of hurts. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things I say? Doesn't that kind of hurt just a little bit? Because we can all relate to that. We, we all know that we mess up from time to time. So Jesus goes on there in verse 47. He says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them applies them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. Verse 49, Jesus says, But the one who hears and does not act, does not apply, is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed against it and immediately it collapsed. And the destruction of that house was great. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things I say? The one that hears the commands of the Lord our God and does not act. The one that hears the commands of God. The one that reads the word of God and does not apply it to their life. Destruction, Jesus says, is great. Well, you know, in this old world, we walk around wondering why things are the way they are. You know, we have these, oh, woe is me moments. Well, you know what? I can tell you something right now. Uh, if you're not applying the commands of God to your life, if you're not applying the word of God to your life, don't blame it on God. That's what, what everybody wants to do when something happens in their life. Why, God? Listen now, 
This is big. When we forget the one who saves us. When we forget the one who saves us, when we wander away from God. Anybody ever been there? I have. When we forget the one who saves us, when we wander away from God, when we fail to follow the word of God, when we fail to follow the commands of God, we are setting the stage for destruction in our life. That's just the truth. What's your foundation look like? Is it rock solid? Is your foundation solid? Or does it have some cracks in it? Does it need a little repair? Jesus says, the one that hears my commands and applies it to their life is like a wise man who dug deep and built their life on a solid foundation. And that solid foundation is Jesus Christ and his word and his commands. So very near the end in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. And if we go up to verses 13 and 14, Jesus says this, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction. There's that word again. And the sad part is the next part. And there are many who go through it. Isn't that sad? Verse 14, Jesus says, How narrow is the gate and difficult the road to life. And few find it. Enter through the narrow gate. Listen, Jesus Christ is that narrow gate. Jesus Christ is the only way to have eternal life in heaven with the Father. And Jesus says, and few find it. John chapter 14, verse 6, we hear this one all the time. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is simply no other way to heaven. I'm telling you, we can keep the commands and we can be as good a person as we could possibly be, and that will not get you to heaven. There's only one way, and that's by believing in the one and only Son of God, Jesus Christ. I sure hope every one of you here today has had that point in your life. 
you have that testimony. Yeah, Jeremy, I remember the day I was saved. I hope you know. I hope you can just roll it right off your tongue, just like that, that quick. But the numbers say, statistics say, that in every church there's some lost people. There's some people that think they'll make it to heaven, but they truly don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want you to know that we must be, as the church, we must be obedient in, in applying God's word. We must be obedient in applying the commands of God, and it will go good for us if we do. We must be obedient in doing that, but I'm telling you right now, the only way to heaven, the only way to God, the only way is by believing in the one and only Son, Jesus Christ. He's the only way to God. And I love that God loves us so much that he provided that way. John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, you, you know it. For God so loved the world in this way that he sent his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into this world to condemn it, but to save it. It's the only way. He is the only way. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today? Well, we're going to have a time of invitation. And I'll tell you, it's been on my heart. And I didn't say it at the first service, but I, I, I'm going to say it today. That this, I think the church needs to move. Sunday after Sunday, Brother Dwayne invites To come and to lay what's on their heart at the feet of our Lord. And nobody moves. Sunday after Sunday, every church we've ever gone to to fill in, there's always an invitation and we invite people to come and to kneel down just to give thanks to God. And nobody ever moves. So it's on my heart today that the church moves during this time of invitation. I'm telling you, I know a lot of you people, and you have got many reasons to be given praise and honor and glory to God. We all have many reasons to be getting on our face before our Heavenly Father. And 
So as we have this invitation time, if you're here and you've never had a point in your life where you've acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord, I, but Brother Brent, would love to pray with you. Back in 2012, I had in my life a moment of rededication. I had wandered away from God. We all have those moments where we wander away from God. And I'm telling you, a rededication is necessary if you've wandered away. No better day than today to rededicate your life to serving the Lord. If you're here today and you need to make a decision, I'm pray. Trey will lead us through song, and Brother Brent will be down here to receive you. Let's pray. Father, it has been very good to be in your house. Father, I thank you for an opportunity to share your word, your truth, your laws. Father, I thank you for this reminder of how we as Christ followers, we as believers, are to put you first and foremost in every area of our life. Father, right now I pray that you speak to those that are here that have never asked your son to come into their heart, into their life. I pray, Father, through the way of the Holy Spirit that you speak to them right now. And, Father, I pray that if there's anyone here who has wandered away from you, they know it, I pray that you speak to them right now through the Spirit that they will not be able to stay seated or stand back there at their seat, that they will have to come forward and say, I choose to rededicate. I choose to follow. Father, whatever the decision may be, if there's someone here who needs to come and lay a burden at your feet, if there's someone here that just wants to come and give thanks unto you, Father, I pray that you speak right now. We love you, God, and we thank you for all the many things that you've done for us in our life. But above everything, we thank you and give you honor and glory for your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his magnificent name I pray. Amen.